Hello, and welcome to episode two of our season two of Gladiator Soundboard. My name is Melissa Pitsilakis, and I'm the current Gower Foundation president. Uh, for this episode, we'll be talking with engaged learning specialist at Gower West, Vicki O'Boyle. Uh, back in October, Vicki was kind enough to share with a group of parents some tips and tools um, in something we called digital do's and don'ts. Uh, the presentation was really successful. It was well received and parents are asking for more. Um, and in this podcast, we're going to spend some time reviewing some of those uh, pieces that uh, Vicki talked about in the fall. Um, just so this is a, another chance for us to reach even a broader parent audience. Uh, so Vicki has worked in educational technology since 1996 and has been with Gower nearly 20 years since 2005. Uh, she's also a parent to two kids, um, so I believe she's living the digital struggle right along with all of us. Uh, so thank you for joining us tonight, Vicki. Thank you. I'm so happy yes. to be here. Yes. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, you shared all of your insights as an educator uh, with us in the fall, and you structured it around these seven key areas um, that you think about when you work with students and probably things that translate to home too. Um, and so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go through all seven of those so you can share with the audience and for those listening, um, maybe there's a few they wanna take with them um, as they think about at, um, implementing digital policies in their own house. So uh, we're gonna start, start off with the first one. And that is around setting boundaries. <laughs> Seems so straightforward. Um, so tell me more um, about what you mean by that. And uh, like, how does it show up at school? How does it show up at home when you think about setting those boundaries? It's funny you should ask that tonight because I was having that conversation with my son before <laughs> we started that this evening. So yes, it does translate to home as well. Um, boundaries, uh, we all need boundaries, right? I mean, uh, most things in life require some sort of balance. And even though every situation is different, it, um, there's no one size fits all. So at Gower West, we um, believe our technology use is intentional um, and try to be intentional when we use technology. And so with that, boundaries are kind of built in place, um, allowing kids to have a walled garden, if you will, um, a safe area where they can search, learn how to search the internet, and then we can protect them if something comes up, uh, they don't get to see things that are inappropriate. Um, even, you know, kids are curious by nature. So obviously, you know, they hear about something on the bus, they might search it. Mm -hmm. So I get an alert using, uh, we use a tool at school called GoGuardian. Uh, GoGuardian is a, a great tool that allows the teachers to see what kids are accessing, um, for instance, this week, you know, a live example, I saw a child had taken an excessive amount of screenshots. Well, that tells me a lot about that kid in those moments, right? Like it's, um, they're either off task, there's something going on, there's, there's a lot of different ways that we can kind of look at that information and figure out what's going on with that kiddo. So that walled garden at Gower gives us a place to kind of teach kids about being safe, set those boundaries for them. Um, and then hopefully help them make better decisions. Mm -hmm. At school, we also have IBOS, which is another kind of security system in place. 
So at home, this becomes a lot more complicated, um, as <laughs> yes, we know. I mean, it's a it's a wild animal at home. Um, I believe for myself, my own family, uh, post COVID, trying to recover and set boundaries has become a greater challenge. Um, on my own usage, on my kids' usage, so that is that's tough. Um, my thing at home is always pause for people. If somebody asks you a question, you look up. Um, you know, we have somewhat of a loose social contract or I mean, a device contract in my home mm-hmm. about setting timers and kind of regulating your own device time at home. Uh, we we don't have a device free zone other than bedrooms for my mm-hmm. children at home. Mm-hmm. But those are other boundaries that parents, you know, uh, may have to think about in these times where we have access 24 seven kids are on devices at school, they come home, they're on devices, they go to play dates, they're on devices. So what kind of boundaries do you want to have set in place for your kiddos? And we can talk more about that as we get into the questions as well. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of what you talk about setting boundaries, especially at home, right? In school, it's one thing. Um, But at home, and I think this leads nicely into what you talk about with self-regulation. and how to think about, you know, teaching that child to self-regulate and maybe, I don't know if implement their own boundaries is the right word, but at least be comfortable and knowing why they're there. So can you, that second key principle of self-regulation, like what does that look like um, when you're helping kids think more about that at school and at home? It's, you know, it's uh, today I was in a classroom and um, a kiddo, you know, I asked, I, t- I tell kids, lids down, lids at 45 degree angle, mm. you know, because when I talk or an adult talks, we're going to pause for people and we're going to look up and we're going to actually engage with eye contact to show that we're listening and paying attention. So that is one way that when I'm in a room, um, that is always what I'm trying to remind them to do. And so today, a particular instance, a student kept their lid up and they couldn't stop touching their keyboard and being distracted. And so I'm like, you know, that's not actually you who's there now. Your brain has taken over and Mm -hmm. you don't even know that you're doing it anymore. You know, so it's Mm -hmm. those conversations at school that um, happen in that moment where we can talk about what that regulation looks like and and how is this technology making you feel? You would be Mm -hmm. surprised, I think, at how many students react to technology at school, Mm -hmm. you know, like whether it's a visceral, like they get upset, they get frustrated, their, um, you know, impulse control maybe be gets a little more excitable or just gets sad. You know, technology brings out of a lot of different emotions in kids. Well, and when you said that in the fall, it made me think about it for myself. Right. Like when I get off of it after I, I don't know, mm-hmm. play bubble pop for mm-hmm. 45 minutes, like, is my brain mush or am mm-hmm. I looking at a recipe? Am I like, what were those emotions that come out of the phone? And sometimes it is frustration. Sometimes it is, well, now I'm more tired, you know? Right. So it's interesting. Like when you said it, it's like, I never thought about it that way. And like that feeling. And it's such a great question, I think, that parents can ask kids, especially you know, before or after they get off it. Um, and it's such a, it's an easy one to remember and then one to reflect back on, right? When 
you've got a child who might, you know, be begging for that iPad. It's like, remember last time you told me you still felt tired. Let, let's go find something mm-hmm. that gives you more energy. So I loved that question. I thought it was simple, straightforward, and could really be effective. So, Well, and it kind of, it transfers at home in school, right? Like, how does it make you yep. feel when you're using this device? And the kids, we talk at school about red light, yellow, green light, kind of mm. that, like, how do your, how does your gut feel? Like, what's yes. your, you know, where are you, where are you going right now? Or what are you doing? Is it making you feel good? Is it maybe not making you make good decisions? Like, what's that? Um, where are you in your zone of regulations, too? Mm. That's another, mm-hmm. you know, with second step at school. That's something we do. Mm-hmm. Um at home, you know, this is what I always do with the kids and they crack up. I'm like, how many times do you have to be screamed at, you know, mm-hmm. to get off the device? Mm-hmm. And many of them raise their hands. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're talking to almost all children raise their hands and say, I have to be yelled at multiple times before I just get off a device. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that at school. And I think that's an important conversation to have as a parent, like how I, you know, I just asked my son. I asked you, I, are you setting a timer or are you not? Am I, am I regulating it or are you regulating it? Right. Who's, mm-hmm. who's in control here? Like who's, mm-hmm. who's going to manage this? And so um, having that conversation, you know, about how they can regulate. Is it timers? Is it saying goodnight to your iPad? Right. You know, 30 minutes before bedtime. Like physically there's songs out there saying goodnight to iPad. So is it, is it, doing that song and dance about, okay, my technology is going to bed now. So am I. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's a lots of different ways that uh, we can start those conversations at home. Yeah. I love that. Um, So speaking of conversations, right. Your next, uh, (laughs) next principle there is about open communication and proactiveness. So for the third being open communication, the fourth being proactiveness, And I think one of my favorite takeaways from this, another easy one that I think parents can like, at least it's in the back of my brain. I don't know that it always comes out of my mouth, but the um, consumption versus creation. So can you spend some time talking about like how that works within open communication and proactiveness? And what do you mean by consumption versus creation? Sure. I think you know, a lot of times when we're at school, we're telling them what to do. Um, and again, I'll refer back to school and home because I mm-hmm. think it, it transfers, but mm-hmm. we're telling them what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And so when I come in, that's a conversation I can have about, you know, what do you like to do with technology? Like I'll go in and say, what what's your favorite things to do with technology or how do you like to spend your time and why do you like to spend your time like that, right? So it gives us an insight to doing that, uh, to what they want and how they think and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and at home, that is a thing as well. If we can have that open dialogue with our kids about well, why do you like to play Fortnite or Roblox? Mm-hmm. What about it is so appealing? Can I play with you? Can I can I do this activity with you so that I can understand? Mm-hmm. Because then we can see, okay, well, they're getting some social uh, connections here, or they just flat out like the color that pops up on the screen or the things, or, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of gives us an insight into what they, um, why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to talk to them more about the things that will happen as they get older, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I tell a kid, the curiosity is there. 
It's what, what are you going to do with it? Cause you mm -hmm. can get on the internet and kids are searching anything, mm -hmm. you know, like they don't have to look it up like we did. They don't have to go and find it. I mean, it's right. all there for them. Mm -hmm. So my thing is you have to, your brain can't process what you might see. So, mm -hmm. you know, help me help you be safe. If you need to search for something, how can we look at that? Or mm -hmm. if it's a show, ask permission. If it's, you know, let's keep these, you know, lines of open lines of communication about technology and not just be, I'm no, you're not doing it. We're done. Shut it down. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, what's the draw? Why? You know, and keep asking those questions. Mm -hmm. um, consumption and creation versus creation um, has been around. I, you know, when I first got into technology years ago, it technology has amazing benefits and mm -hmm. creation is part of that, right? Like you watch a video and you learn how to do something. Your brain is it's tapping into different parts of your brain as opposed to doing that like slot machine, scroll, 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 yes. scroll, scroll, or, you know, kids jumping from picture to picture on Google images. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that like mindless scrolling of consuming of just I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting. So it's a very different feeling in our bodies and our brains about, and probably how we feel if somebody asked us, yep. how does that feel, right? Like if you're just doing that scrolling, that mindless um, activity versus looking up a recipe and trying to create it or mm -hmm. finding a craft or even one of those art hub for kids drawing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, a very different part of your, you know, I bet you could do like a study at home and say, okay, I'm going to give you an iPad with a show or a game, right? And I'm going to give you an art hub for kids. And who would have mm -hmm. an easier time backing away from that activity? Yes. It would be the art hub for kids, mm -hmm. right? They've mm -hmm. enjoyed their time on it. Mm -hmm. They've created something. They feel good mm -hmm. and they can step away. The kid who's doing the gaming might push back, fight, argue, get agitated. So it's, you know, consumption versus creation is a big one. You know, that's my summer for Quinn is I'm like, if you're going to watch fishing videos, watch how to catch a certain type of fish, mm -hmm. like something where your brain's going to hook on to something and try to learn something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, or I know like my boys are into the dude perfect, right? Like trying the mm -hmm. trick shot or the, mm -hmm. you know, goofy thing safe goofy thing hopefully that they right. they did together um, yeah <laughs> um but i do think that's also something again as a parent it stuck with me um still probably not the best about it but it's very much um i think a good easy principle to kind of have in the back of your head that you can challenge your kids with um you know throughout the week as they're as they're doing uh, on their devices uh, so speaking of parents, um, your fifth principle really, um, as with many things made me think differently, but it was mm -hmm. asking us to reflect on how we model our own tech behavior, um, which I very much began to intentionally think about how much I was on my phone when I was using my phone, um, after we talked in the fall. And I think 
what I well, like I know, for instance, right? I'm looking up a recipe, right? I'm I'm looking up a recipe I saved from Instagram that I saw, right? But the kids just see me on my phone, right? Or they they see um, the fact that you're you know, on your my, phone. <laughs> my schedule's on my phone. I'm looking up their team, whatever, right? Like it was, it's constant, which in some ways is very helpful and handy, but in other ways. It's like I could play Sudoku on my phone or I could go buy a book of Sudoku, you know, puzzles and I could do it manually. Um, And so just those little things really made me start thinking differently. So um, do you think the kids are noticing it as much as we like part of me wonders how much they notice me on my phone? But what what do you hear back from the kids in the classroom when they talk about Oh, my mom does that. Or what does that sound like? So that's funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's kind of sad, honestly. Um, I asked kids in a lot of different classrooms before that October presentation. Mm -hmm. And the majority of children gave me quotes verbatim that their parents often are on a device or, um, you know, what's their biggest distraction at home. And it was my parents are on their phone or Mm. on their computer or they work all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. which that I would be accused of as well, you know? Um, so I think that that I hundred percent think kids are picking it up. And, and unfortunately we have adult, we're adults and we have adult brains and we have developed brains Mm -hmm. and we struggle with managing those things. And so I, um, I feel, a little sad remiss that technology has become this for kids because it's, you know, they can't really discern between what's an appropriate amount or man, you know, we expect them to manage their time. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. they're not there, you know, they're not really. Yeah. They're and not I will, really there yet. <laughs> and I will say, and I think even for, um, I, I personally, like in our household, like COVID just pu- like annihilated any sense of boundary we had. Totally. With, I'm glad to hear you say it. Cause yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and we're still walking it back like th- two years later, right? I mean, they were given devices well before I think we had ever planned to do that. They were given access to the, you know, Facebook kids messenger or whatever that was so they could stay connected with their friends, right? Like all of these things we had no intention of doing, you know, here we are. I know there's probably parents out there who got their kids phones way before they ever intended and things like that. But um, I very much think um, we're still walking all of that back and working hard to implement boundaries have conversations. I'm thinking about, you know, my own use of technology as well. But yeah, it's a really, really hard one as an adult to to model that that type of self-regulation. I mean, even at the dinner table, not gonna lie. We don't have them. We're not supposed to have them out. And my phone will ping because there's a text. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I pick it up and you know, mm-hmm. my older son will be like, Mom, what are you doing? So mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> they You're like, they but say, I have a call later. I have to, right? do, you know, I, mean, I, it's... Have to, I have to talk to this person. And I, I don't for 20 minutes. It's going to be okay if we wait until dinner's done. But um, no, I, I think that 
um, looking inward definitely is a big part of getting your children to see and reflect and use technology in that in the way that they should. So, but it's Agreed. hard. Not it is lie. hard, and I nobody really wants to. You know, we joke around here, joke, but not really. Dopamine hit, dopamine hit, like that's yeah. our. You know, because every time somebody picks up their phone, they, we're playing a family game or we're trying to be present. You know, mm -hmm. it's a it's it's a it's a joke, but it's not. It's a, yeah. it's a hard thing. To, I mean, I just read a statistic uh, last week, and it was eight to, to eight to thirteen year olds, forty percent are on social media um, mm -hmm. sooner. You know, and so that's a that's a new statistic out in twenty twenty three. Mm -hmm. And the the implications are they're they're not great, you know, yeah. because kids yeah. are learning these social emotional regulation pieces, and if parents are distracted and on devices, they may not be getting that monitoring piece, you know, if they're yeah. encountering something on YouTube or you know uh, processing those emotions and things that they see. Yep. Yep. It is so interesting too. You mentioned the dopamine hit and how that br the brain reacts, but um, you certainly, at least I never thought about it that way, but it's very much, very much um, present with them too, right? Like you mentioned the slot machine feature. Um, you know, I know my kids think they love YouTube shorts and it's like, no, <laughs> get off this. What are your you, brain like, likes it. Your, your brain, brain likes, likes it. That. Yes. Yes. Your brain but likes it. No. You don't really know the difference because you're exactly. just going from one thing to the next. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so you did, you mentioned like paying attention to what your kids are on, right? So that sixth principle is really around knowing your child's access, which seems straightforward. And I feel like, and I maybe I shouldn't say this, but easier when they're younger, um, kind of this in this grade school stage feels easier than as they get older. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, I know you mentioned Go Guardian or the, the tools that you use at school for that to keep them mm -hmm. safe. Um, are there other good tools that as parents we can use that help balance, you know, their safety and, and kind of withhold some of their privacy and give them some independence, but still allow a parent to know they can step in if they need to. So this is my philosophy on that. Um, I am probably more, um, you know, like I believe that I have a right to spy, uh, if you will, on my children mm -hmm. um, because they're my devices and you're my kid and I'm going to keep you safe. I Do I spy? No. I, I'm more of an open conversation person, right? Mm -hmm. So my 15-year-old daughter, she and I have very frank conversations about social media, the impact, mm. her time limits. She manages those. Um, but I did use Bark um, for a while when she first got Snapchat. So mm -hmm. I could kind of monitor other people. I'm not concerned. You know, I wasn't concerned about her usage. Mm -hmm. I was concerned about other people's. But and how what they were sending mm -hmm. but since then you know she and i have uh our relationship has grown to where we can have those safe conversations and she can tell me something you know that somebody sent that i you know i'm not taking her phone away i just we manage it in those moments yeah um go guardian parent i know that we have opened that up to gower parents and 
you know, as I was sitting here thinking about tonight, there's really, you know, you have your kid could sign in as their Gower email at home and you would have access to the sites they go on. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a free way if you're having them sign in at home, they can use their Gower account. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that, you know, then you would be tracked and, you know, we can see what kids do at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's oftentimes I can sit here and just open a kid's Go Guardian and, and see what they're on. and if, if I know like second grade takes their devices home tomorrow night, I can log on and say, okay, you know, who's on what, what are, mm-hmm. how much time are they spending? Um, but the one I loved that I discovered was that Barkomatic, mm-hmm. And it kind of was that tool that you could customize what you wanted your security to look like, like how many devices you wanted to customize. Did it what was your router? Who was your uh, internet service provider? Who was your cell phone service? What apps did you need monitored? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't probably go all in on that until I've had these conversations for me with my kids. You know, I, I do lock down our Wi-Fi. You know, I do have yeah. protections in place for my yeah. Wi-Fi so yeah. that if they do search something, if something of a kid was here and somebody searched something, it there are certain things that are not getting through. Yep. Um, I check their iPad, you know, I check iPads. I do quick history checks and Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So I really um, was most impressed with Bark as far as being able to do the social media piece. Yes. That's the only one that I've found that Mm -hmm. will do that. Got it. Yeah. You said, what was the other, Barkomatic? Was the last Barkomatic is a just part of Bark. It's a website. Oh, it's part of Bark. Okay. But it will customize. It'll give you like a free in-home, like a mm. free online survey, a tool that you can go through and it you can click all the boxes and it'll customize your plan for you. Okay. You know, are you looking at social media? Are you looking at YouTube? You know, YouTube's tricky. You know, YouTube and TV, all those are a little bit tricky. Um, Mm -hmm. Locking those down with parental controls, you know, like I do all parental controls on, Mm -hmm. on my YouTube and TV on my Mm -hmm. like Netflix and things. Yeah. Yeah. And those are fairly straightforward to find right on some of those websites, like on Netflix. um, I know like our internet provider, it was a fairly you can, it's clearly a popular topic. <laughs> Parents want to know. Yes. So a lot of them do have really good, I think, straightforward instructions on how you can do that too. If you do it site by site or streaming service by streaming service. So, um, so your, your seventh principle, which I think is really interesting. And I think what we heard in October, a lot of people were really hungry for. Um, and I think this is something the foundation, might spend more time next year trying to figure out how we focus on, but is find your village. And to me, that means finding kind of some like-minded parents who feel the same way as you do about, you know, digital at play dates or limitations or locked down internet. Um, so at this elementary level, like how do you have those? And I think what's also interesting, you know, I have two boys one older, one younger, obviously. So when the younger one has friends over and the older one is, it's like, there's like a whole new, I think, different set of circumstances when there's older siblings in the house too. But um, 
like how do you how do you find that village? How do you have conversations with another parent? What might be a question you could ask them before you go to a play date? Um, I, I guess what are some tips um, that might be useful to anyone who's listening? So I think my biggest takeaway from the October night was somebody said, um, I call like the wearables, right? Kids are wearing mm. the electronic, the watches. And the parent said, I called my daughter to come home. I didn't talk to the parent. And I, you know, I kind of thought about around two years ago, maybe Quinn's friend left and never told me like he was at my house and he left. And I'm like, oh, okay, where'd he go? But his mom called him on his watch. Mm-hmm. And I, that night it made me remember, okay, this is where this disconnect is happening, right? Mm-hmm. These kids are getting these tracking, you know, we're, we're worried about our kids and we want mm-hmm. them to be able to communicate with us. But with that, parents are communicating with their children and they're not reaching out to the parent maybe mm-hmm. and saying so-and-so is coming home or or what time should I pick them up where those organic conversations can take place. So it would appear, because I, I I heard it in the room in October as well, that people are hungry for these conversations and they want to have those partnerships in yeah. raising your child and mm-hmm. you want to do it without judgment. Yep. You know, and um, so I'm, for me, this conversation is great. Like I think, if a school can facilitate some of these conversations that maybe then you'll get a few more parents that are in the same boat, you know, or it could be as simple as like, we're a digital free play date family. I don't know. Maybe that sounds ridiculous. Right. right? But at least you can self identify. Um, I know I try, especially when my kids were younger to talk about what we're going to do. So it's like, we'll be outside most of the time. I'm going to make sure they're off device. Like, I would say it as a way to kind of reassure the other parent, like, I'm not going to let them play a lot of video games or, you know, in the winter it's tough, but this idea that they're here and they're together and they can go do some other board game or something like that. So even being proactive as a parent yourself to just say, I'm not going to let them be on screens much, like, you know, I hope, you know, they should have a good time. We're going to head to the park, right, is always, I think, another opener to. Well, and having that conversation with the parent, right? Like not letting the children just dictate that conversation. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not picking up the phone and even having that call, you know, then that becomes more complicated. And then parents get uncomfortable. And then it becomes awkward to say, well, I don't really like my kid on a device when they're out. Right. You know, I mean, I know I have those, there's the wait till eighth movement. I don't know if you've heard about that, where there's these parents who are banding together saying, we don't want our kids to have cell phones until eighth grade, you know? So there, there are groups that are forming that are, that are recognizing. So I feel like that conversation will come up more within the next mm-hmm. year. There's a yeah. lot of research coming out about technology and kids mm-hmm. that's new. So yeah. I think hopefully again, organically through just kind of the world we're living in that more people will be talking about it and, and trying to keep kids. I mean, I know, do you feel that way? I feel like there are parents that are definitely more like, you know, I don't want my kid on a device all the time. I don't want to fight another device. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. No. And I think too, if you've got, you know, a buddy over, I think the the best part about that is you're meant to do something together. Um, I think it's interesting, right? You talked about the social aspect earlier on, um, like with video games, right? They're all kind of connected mm-hmm. to one another. Um, and so, I mean, it's still very much a, um, a limited device in our house. So fairly firm time limits. Uh, but at the end of the day, he is talking to a friend and they might talk about the next day at school, right? So um, there is some of that that balance of wanting them to be included and feel like they're with their friends and doing some of the things their friends are doing while at the same time, like balancing it in a way where it's still healthy and you're on it for 45 minutes and we're off. So um, yeah, but it's really tough. It's really tough, especially this time of year. It's winter. It's cold. We had some really dark. dark. (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard. Um, Yes. And Um, we want to be on our phones. Like everything too, right? I mean, I love coming home and working more. Right. So it's, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's reflection. A lot of reflection, like you had said earlier. You know, what do I want for my family, for myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think creating this awareness, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to have bad weeks. Um, right. But I think the idea of knowing that um, structure and these conversations happen at school gives you the opening to talk about it at home too, right? Like ask your student, what did Miss O'Boyle say about this? What would she think? Or, you know, is this something she would, you know, would she tell you this is something you could be on? Not that we want to blame everything on you, but it does kind of help that they hear it at school and then they hear it at home. So that right. reinforcement is there. But um, And there's so many resources like Common Sense yes. Media is another one that have contracts. Like I look up every show my kids watch, like on Common Sense Media. I look mm-hmm. up every movie. Quinn will call me, mom, the boys are watching this. I'm like, nope, come on <laughs> home. Not appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, so there are lots of ways for us to protect them by just using some of the tools and the resources that are, you know, and that has a comprehensive guide to every app. You know, uh, there's a lot on there, contracts and phone contracts, social uh, social media contracts, tech contracts. And that was, um, say that website again, Common Sense that Media? That one is Common Sense Media, yes. Great, okay. So that's a good, another good one. That's great. Um, well, I have loved our conversation. Um, I hope other parents do as well. Anything you want to um, kind of sign off with or add as some encouragement for all of us who are navigating the space? Well, I think that's exactly the encouragement that we need, right? That we're all like, I felt very, uh, a little nervous about jumping on here tonight, but I'm going through it myself. Yeah. The conversation I had with my son five minutes before I got on this, you know, was like a constant reminder for me that, you know what, I'm the parent and I have Mm -hmm. to parent through these, these times of Mm -hmm. we're in like this technology, you know, there's not a lot of balance. And so I'm hopeful that we will continue to learn more about technology and its impact on our kiddos and ourselves and reflect and enjoy the people that are in front of us and pause for people. 
Yes, I love that. I love that. I'm going to put that like in my kitchen pause for people. Um, right. Well, <laughs> me so, too. Uh, yes. Um, so episode three of Gladiator Soundboard will launch this spring, um, where we will come back and talk with Mr. Kevin Newbert, who is um, really in the same position that Vicky's in um, over at Gower Middle to learn more about what we can do to protect um, our middle school students and talk with them about digital. Um, and in the meantime, if you're listening and um, aren't familiar with the Gower Foundation, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram, sign up for our newsletter. But thank you all for listening.